Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Three Live Canes. As always, or this time, I guess, like the last time, it's just one, one live can over here, Chris. That's Steve over there in that box. No Bill again, taking another week of vacation. Uh, decided that having a baby was better than making two weeks of the show, but I mean, that's up for him and you guys to debate. But I see some people in the chat are a little bit angry. We're a little bit late today. It happens. It's my fault. <laughs> it happens. Now we're a team. We're a team, Steve. We were together on this. But um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys lingering in, waiting for us. I know you guys are all excited about it. Uh, here's Johnny Green. Let's let Bill do a, a, a only Bill show. He carries Chris and Steve anyway. <laughs> a lot of a lot of opinions we could have there, but before we get to all that stuff, and with our apologies, Steve, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm big chilling. It's just another Wednesday. That's as, as, as enthusiastic a setup for this show, Steve, as you can ever get. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we did flip a commit. So, you know, he's sitting on a four-star. There's rumors going around that, you know, there could be more coming around. You never know. Uh, as we get closer to a lot of guys' senior season, I do think guys might, you know, tend to commit. Uh, so I, I'm all for it. I'm waiting for that little, uh, you know, late August, early September, you know, round of commitments that's just going to go you know nationwide not just miami but you know kids will start committing before their senior year right and you know hopefully we can get some of them yeah it's it's one of those things where i like, guess time goes on we get a little bit closer to the season we know some people are that clock is ticking down and we'll see how it goes as we get a little bit closer to it um i know some people oh yeah oh steve-o in the same shirt again have you did you wear that one recently steve-o uh i don't know i don't think i wore it last week i don't think so either I have to go back and watch the tape. Listen, go back and watch the tape. Let us know the last no time. Or, yeah, I just got it out. Uh, yeah, I just literally got it out at the dinner because I wore it Monday for the gym. But that'd be crazy if Melissa knew I wore it Monday for the gym. Just <laughs> out there just scoping you out. Full-on scouting. Top to bottom scout. That's what we want here. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Steve-O's shirt, about our, our flip commit. Uh, some other things going on. Obviously, we're getting closer and closer, only 16 days away. So, a little bit of a rundown positionally. Oh, yes, Steve, maybe, maybe I'll be talking about like my commitment videos because like, when I make a video, yeah, I uh, that's why. Yeah, yeah we sitting on the thing. Yeah, those could be those could be from any time in the past like month or two. So, those things just like lingering out there. There's some unreleased ones, I'm sure, that are gold that you have to delete off your YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I got a couple that I'm holding out hope for that I just because every time I do I upload a commitment to my YouTube I put it for my birthday like the scheduled day <laughs> so I put it September 29th you know this film you know dropping so anytime my heart breaks and we don't get the guy that I did a film review for I just put 2024 you know the next year and just in case we flip them come December <laughs> so yes. then after Sunday then uh, they gotta go that's right. Steve's not a businessman. He's a business man. He's ready to go. He knows what to do. But anyway, we'll get to all that kind of stuff and more. I'm going to play the intro for everybody. I know they enjoy that. You tell my girl even asked me, aren't they supposed to be on now, babe? I just looked at her because he, he knew he's about to be put to work. So he's like, no, they're coming on in a second. They'll be here in a minute. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in on a Wednesday night. Talk some Canes football. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Irvin's got it. Irvin's free. Slips to the outside, tries to stiff arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time players. Step up and pick it. Still the best intro on YouTube. That's what we pride ourselves on. We know even as mad as you guys are having to wait all that time for us to show up, you'll be like, yeah, but the intro is pretty good. Even if you tune in after it is what it is. Anyway, um, Johnny Green, uh, the bill goes the name Billy Jean for his baby girl. No, just straight up Bill Jr. He just went after it. Girl, who cares? Bill Jr. She'd be a tough girl. So we're all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, for real, give, give you one hour apiece. You know, Lacey thinks I'm lying. <laughs> Well, she should know by now. 
you should just show her when these other shows have started. It'd be make it a little bit easier for you. Um, Steve-O with the best hair on YouTube. Look at that from Melissa. A rare compliment for you from Melissa, Steve-O. Thank you. Doesn't like not. I mean, I don't. It was, it was a tough battle. Like any other good. Any other good. Broke my headset, so I'm like trying to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Just now, what'd you do? Uh, I have no idea. What exactly are you doing now? Like, are you trying to screw it back in? Uh, nah, I'm just gonna hold it, hold it steady. I wouldn't go change my shirt to make the people happy. <laughs> oh, is that what you ran off for? Yeah, I was like, wait, I was just folding these things. So, <laughs> I think every every time now, like just like in the middle of the show, just like take your camera off, new shirt on top, just keep stacking them. Yeah, I got the whole stack. I haven't put it away yet, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That happens. Uh, Jersey Kane, old guys like me fell asleep waiting for you guys. Hey, as long as you woke up, that's the most important thing. A new day, beautiful day. Anyway, speaking of a new day, a new day for Miami recruiting, you get a chance to uh, you know go out there. Obviously, there's been a lot of players that Miami has been after, hoping to get some positivity out there going. But Miami was able to to make a, a flip a flip commitment that a guy that I know Miami, Miami was after. And Steve, you already did your uh, your reviews. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I mean, he's 6'4", uh, elite burst. He has a bend. He loves physicality. He's a highly rated, you know, blue chip D end. Uh, he went to come down here to play at Deerfield Beach, but he already went back up to Ohio. We've already talked about him, everybody in the chat. You've heard his name before, even before he committed. You know, we've been on him. He was at the barbecue. Uh, so, obviously, this is a guy, you know, everybody was like, oh, man, the barbecue sucked. You're starting to see some of those guys, the fruits of that labor starting to come as you get closer to the season. So getting a flip from him uh, is huge. And uh, to be honest, he's a monster. That's the type of guy you want Coach Jason Taylor uh, coaching. And then you also have, you know, Lightfoot to pair with him. Uh, So you're starting off on a really positive note at the end. And uh, obviously when you look inside, you know, Jones, and I'm really high on Russell. People want to come at him. He's a three-star or whatever. But if you're one of the best players down here and, you know, you're 6'2", uh, so you're not going to get that high ranking. You know, we saw Bain not get a high rank just because he's only 6'3", you know, 6'2 and a half, 6'3". Uh, so they held that against him. I'm sure, sure they're doing the same thing. So get somebody who's dominant, somebody you know. And then, you know, I, I think the D-line class is coming out well. Is it, you know, godly, like everybody hyped it up to be? Eh, but there's some big fish out there that could turn it into that because it already has a strong nucleus with yeah. those four. I think that's where we are, right? We're at the point now, especially adding a guy like Rudolph, that we're at, we're at the point where you have a lot of really good parts. It's just, you know, as many big fish at this point as you can get to, like, supply that top-end talent. Um, but then again, you have the, the Dale and Russell of the world, which a lot of people would argue is, you know, even though he might be a small of stature and a little bit lower on the ratings, but he's a pretty solid player if not a big fish for the local guys that know him. So all the, all the smoke about Moten coming around a camp, you hear the same things, you know, he's a local guy, but he was a stud, you know, he took the Macintoshes of the world. He was a three-star at Gibbons. You know, you, you have to take some of these athletic, you know, D linemen that we have down here. Uh, Cause they, you know, we, we have the three stars that they turn out pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. When you start, when you start naming them out, you know, some of the three-star D linemen we've had, you know, have had good careers at Miami. Yeah, and I, I, I know we talk a lot about the R.J. McIntosh of the world, those guys that when you get like of that talent, we mentioned how, how you know, early on, this guy trying to figure out his way, but by the time he was a senior, like that was the junior before he left early, that was exactly the kind of player we wanted. Um, and those steady guys let those edges go crazy, which is really what you're looking for at that, that level to do, right? So with Rudolph coming in, now, I mean, Rudolph's, biggest traits his most positive traits like what did you see in his tape where you said like, this is going to be his his bread and butter down the line uh it'll probably be his strength it, it would probably have to be a strength you think it matches up well like as a as a bookend to a light foot Wait, 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 we were talking about uh, Lightfoot's strength. No, Rudolph. But like you know, looking at him at like one end, could those guys? Michael, I was answering for Russell. Uh, for Rudolph, his strength is always yeah, going to be his his first step for sure. He has a natural first step. I, I'm pretty sure Coach JT is enamored by it, and uh, a lot of people are because it was not just us trying to flip him for Michigan. There was a bunch of other schools, you know, spinning the block trying to get him before, uh, you know, the season. And. 
me junior comes in with a question are these because there is a lot of these big time big ticket guys we're in on a lot and on a lot of them but there is seem to be a lot of competition as you might expect from the big fish but he says are these recruits using us as leverage for nil at other schools Wait, every recruit every recruit is doing that i mean yeah just be honest every that's just what the market is what the name of the game is so even if you're a cane all the way through like you know pancake you know, he, he the campaign pancake went on was legendary, and he was a cane for a while. Uh, it was legendary. So much people just thought he just wasn't going to happen because of how much you know it dragged on. But he was a cane, uh, so yeah, you, you definitely you know <laughs> you leverage that. I'm just it's just business at this point. Yeah, it's it's kind of I mean it's frustrating, sure, but it's just the name of the game now. Everybody has to adjust to it. Um, I was I know I was talking with Bill the other day about it and. Basically, it came down to you know I think everything that everything that we have done and known about college recruiting has pretty much changed in the past what year and a half. Like the, all these trends and whatever and facts and this guy ranks like this and this guy was a great recruiter here blah blah blah. It's all pretty much different now because everything comes down to money and dollar amounts and if that doesn't factor if it doesn't factor into anybody's mind like oh we're missing on these kids we're missing on these guys then. I mean, money's going to be, be a big piece of it. Sometimes you just can't control the money other than I, here's the value we have on this guy. We don't get him, whatever reason it might be, right? Like, um, uh, just a real quick, but the Dalvin Cook point, like Dalvin Cook going to the Jets and not the Dolphins. I mean, the, the, could it be that Dalvin Cook two times has turned his back on Miami, on a Miami team to go to like a bitter rival? But this time it was for the bag, so I, I respect it. I mean that's the, that's but that's what it is, right? Miami probably put a value on him, and they said this is what we think you're worth, Dalvin. And Dalvin was like, "Well, the Jets are going to give me X. Can you give me X?" And he said, "They said no." And then, uh, yeah, that's recruiting, right? Yeah, we're we're in the same we're in the same world. It's just kind of weird that it's Dalvin saying no to Miami two times now. <laughs> At some point, he's got to go back home, right? <laughs> At some point, it's only one you deal. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, but yeah, so some other stuff in there. Uh, workforce yeah. Frisbee. Steve-O was incognito at the scrimmage. If you didn't know, his hater shades were, were – you would not recognize him. Is that true, Steve-O? Were you hiding out? Uh, I wasn't hiding out. I was vibing. Honestly, uh, I forgot. I can't believe we just started talking about the scrimmage now. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I had my shades on, sunglasses on, my coaching shades. I, I was vibing. But uh, I was out there with Jazz. Uh my endo came, you know, Poe came, you know, the you heard, uh, Benny, pretty much everybody. Cole, I was chilling with X's fam. I happened to be there when he caught that bomb, uh, post over it. was, it was lit. Uh, yeah, we, we was chilling. I was, I was vibing. A lot of people were saying, What's up? But I, I left after the scrimmage. Like, I wasn't getting anything signed or anything like that. So I just left right at the scrimmage, but it was a vibe. Does anything stand out for you in particular, uh, while you're watching it besides your, your proud voice? Uh, <laughs> all right besides x besides x but oh, uh, jacoby set it off on a on a super dot from tvd it was a super dot over the shoulder fade set we was going vertical off the rip I, I tweeted it out as soon as it happened i was like yo we already went vertical like the scrimmage was like two minutes in we was already going vertical i was like oh my god it was a dime it, it, it was a dime uh so that was happy to see all three starters went vertical uh, with Jacoby, Kobe Young, who had a great catch uh, in the end zone on a 1v1 situation. X, who went to post over the middle. Uh, and then Jacoby, who did a fade. So all, all starting receivers scored. All starting receivers, you know, was balling, uh, going vertical. You had Harold, who showed me some speed. I mean, for real, for real, he got some speed. He can get back there. Um What's the call? You saw Michael Redden. Michael Redden looked good in that 13. Boy, you, I promise you. Kane's family, if y'all were there and you just didn't see his name on the back, you wouldn't know who that was. He was moving good. It looked like he slimmed down a little bit. I think, you know, everybody remembers he had the back injuries. Yeah. Back injuries, bro. You know, you might, you know, I think he looked super solid. Everybody was looking at him and was like, oh my God, he looks like a physical freak. I think he slimmed down a little bit, which has helped him. Uh, he was moving in and out of the slot and outside. He made a bunch of plays. He had some good catches. He had catch and runs. He had tough catches. Uh, you know, quarterbacks from second and third team were relying on him, uh, honestly, to move the ball at times. Uh, and he, he was definitely coming through with TBD. He had some reps with the ones. I don't know if that was planned or if it just went because he was hot. Uh, but he definitely played good. Redding looked good. 
Um, you know, and, and the, just to get in there real quick, but I'm on Reading, but is, hasn't his issue been just kind of stiff? He hasn't had like that explosiveness, agility as some of the other guys. Like, is that, or has it just been injury based that he's been limited so far? I think, uh, you know, a lot of it does pan to injuries because he, remember, he he worked his way in that 2020 uh, season when we went eight and three. He was in the two deep. He was playing, he was playing in Florida State, you know, in the first quarter. And, you know, he kind of had injuries, you know, he scored that game. So there was, uh, you know, I think the injuries definitely slowed him down. And then he became a different type of player. I think he was always going to be, you know, labeled a possession guy, but I didn't think that meant he had no yak ability, you know. Yeah. And I think now that he's slimmed down, he looks a little more explosive. You know, he's more confident. I think, you know, a year after his injury. Uh, so you always see that next jump in a player uh, as they start, you know, getting back acclimated. And it's not really a fear. They're just, you know, going, 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 not thinking. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, that's why he bounced back. And he's he's a leader on the team, to be honest. I've been around for a long enough time. He's, been, he's seen a lot in this time here, too. So. Uh, a guy like that, if he could step up in a big way, be one of those big physical possession types, or you know, get a little bit more juice than that, great. And you're just about to add in Ladson too. Yeah, no, he's 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 been revived. Coach KB, uh, someone asked a great question. I don't know who it was, but someone asked him a great question about Ladson, and he said that you know when he got here, he was injured, and you know he was so frustrated because you know it's kind of the story of his career. Uh, you know, he's getting injured, gets injured. But, he, you know, he showed some flashes last year, some toughness. I, I always commend that t- that slant he caught. Uh, and he broke, like, three tackles going forward, uh, I guess, like UVA, I think, or something like that. Like, But I, I respected it. I think uh, him slimming down, like, KB noticed he's more explosive. Year two in Coach Feld's system, all these body types are different on the field. I think it's not just a set everything for everybody. Everybody's body is getting, you know, worked on appropriate to what they need. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if a guy needs to get slimmer, you know, they're getting slimmer and more explosive. A guy needs to get, you know, a little bigger, but maintain his explosiveness. You're seeing guys, you know, get bigger and, you know, maintain that explosiveness. Jacoby's put on, you know, good size and he's moving as quick as ever. Uh, so these guys are definitely doing it the right way. Good. And that's one of those things, like you said, it's, it's been an issue in the past where there seemed to be a, like, this is the recipe for everybody. And then we're like, there was a generation where we're bulking everybody up where we, made Anthony Ciccolo like 360 pounds out there, took all the edge ability away, all, all those crazy things over time. But seeing individual guys reach their individual like like max potential seems to be the, the target area right now. Yeah, no, nah, the guys like when we saw in spring Kane's family, this looks like a totally different team just because the size. When you see, you know, Cooper and Cohen and Matt Lee walk out there together on O-line, you know, with the – with uh, Jalen Rivers and a Francis Malgoa, you just see all five of them standing next to each other. Like this is a different, this is definitely a different team than we had in the spring game. We had LT, you still didn't even have Mesidor in the scrimmage, uh, but you just saw like, this is a different team up front. You saw Dean, Dean's a monster. Dean's a monster. I'm telling you right now, Dean's a monster. And you still haven't got Lichtenstein back. Who's going to give you somebody who's over six, you know, four. So that's another tower. So you, you this, this is a different team than you saw in the spring game, just because all the transfer additions that are now eligible to play, and then guys coming back from injury, and even like an LT who was held out in spring, right. and uh, Ruben Bain, he can't even stop talking about Ruben Bain, whether it's on the edge <laughs> or whether it's on inside, he was unblockable. Right when it became the point where it was like touch football and the scrimmage, like it was not even no point of playing him, like there was no point of playing him. That which is which is what you'd expect, right? That that's Ruben Bain. That's the Ruben Bain we've been hearing about for years. So getting him out there and seeing him again in pads, and I can't wait to see him going up against guys in other jerseys and see how that rolls out. But uh, but speaking of the offensive line for a second, I know that they've they've been getting a lot of credit recently that the ones seem to be rolling pretty strong and a lot of positivity, even some reserve guys that are stepping up. So like the beauty of potentially having like eight guys that we can rely on. Does you, do you think that's going to be a real possibility here? Yeah. The thing you're hearing good things about and which rightfully so is because of the running game, uh, to be honest, when I just mentioned look that size of that deep offensive line, when we put out there, everybody six, three plus, you know, 300 plus, And all you, all of a sudden you're hearing, Oh my God, the run game looks good. Oh, well, thank you. That's why you <laughs> recruit like that. Hey, you get you get a bunch of six five guys who are three ten plus, and next thing you know, there's a hole there. Uh, you can cut up. <laughs> it's crazy how that happens. Yeah. So uh, I think that's for sure one of the buses. There's the tempo. 
you know, it's easy to catch the defense slipping when you're going fast in the tempo. And we saw that with Rhett Lashley, even when we were having, you know, struggling times, you know, with the run, you would just see that one pop. Uh, that's due to the tempo. So uh, you can make them make a mistake, force them into mistakes. So I think the running game will be fine. Uh, the passing game, I think that's where they, our defensive line being extremely deep and extremely talented. You know, you're going against pass rushers like JHH inside, LT inside, Dean inside. You know, you got to deal with Bain inside and outside, Mesador, you know, uh, Nigel League. I mean, Jesus, Jaden Wayne had three sacks. He looked great. He looks huge. I mean, Jaden Wayne looks big. Uh, so I think he could definitely play. Uh, Cyrus Moss was playing in space. He was blitzing. Uh, he was running up to a line of scrimmage, dropping back. He was doing a bunch of things, so they're keeping him involved. Uh, it, the future of that D-line is is crazy, but the future starts this year. I think the, the whole line struggling in camp, that's just because I think uh, it's 2017 all over again with the deepness that we have with that D-line. Which it, it, That's what you want, right? Like you said, 2017, those years we were rolling edge up, edge, edges out there like a nonstop, getting the rotation going. And a lot of guys that can get off it and rush the passer. Like on that bit about Moss, was that something that a lot of different guys were playing that stand up role on the outside? Like, was that like a Blake Bryant area to play type two? Or like, nah, was no, nah, he was at like uh, Mike. Nigel League had a little bit up, but Cyrus was playing in space. He dropped some flats. They had him blitz over the uh, middle, they had him blitz over the edge. Um, but you had uh, what's his name moving around a lot? Uh, Jaden Davis moving around a lot. You had uh, Jaden uh, James Williams moving around a lot. Uh, he blitzed off both edges. He came down in the box. He played safety. He played linebacker. He played nickel. Um, who was moving around? Uh, but all backers played pretty much every backer position, in my opinion. I feel like they all switched out interchange. Like Coach Nicholson uh, said it today, or, or I watched the interview today on YouTube, him saying about everybody has to be able to play the Mike, the Will, the Sam, and all that. So the money backer, whatever they want to call it. So it's it's there. I, th- I think that's the starting linebacker group. Uh, I think Couch was playing his best ball. Uh, he had a good scrimmage. I think uh, Corey Flagg's playing his best ball. He's had a good scrimmage. Uh, so it, it's gonna it's, it's gonna shape out well. I think the depth there, KJ, uh, you know, they transferred from Louisville. Uh, so it, it's deep at linebacker. Chase Smith is finally healthy. Uh, it, it's deeper. The greener pastures have come at linebacker. Yeah, which thank God it's been long <laughs> enough. It's it's been long enough for sure. Um, but it's getting those two out there, even some other guys behind them playing up. I know Chase was out there too. So just seeing guys healthy and active is is a good positive. You know, size, it's like the O-line, the size of that, you know, linebacker room. You know, it's a bunch of guys over six foot, a bunch of guys over, you know, 215, 220. Uh, you know, Keontra is probably our shortest linebacker. <laughs> Which used to – I mean, that's where we were, right? We had a lot, a lot of undersized linebackers back in, like, kind of build, trying to build guys up, and now we have legit guys. Just like on the offensive line, like you said, legit guys out there. Um, Senior Kane asked, and I guess one of the questions that were up there, but this is going to what we're talking about. You think the O-line is elite, or is the D-line just not able to stop the run in the scrimmage? I mean, kind of goes down that road, right? Like We've, we've been seeing this line. It's got to be something a little bit better than we've expected, right? I mean, the Mesador is not setting the edge, so a lot of those A.J. Allen plays that bust, you know, you never know if they, they go for all that. With so, yeah, you just can't take it to account. I mean, Apparently, you owe max $20, Steve-O. Oh, yeah, I'm horrible, bro. I have fantasy <laughs> football league. <laughs> All right, well, they, have, you. they owe us 100 from a couple weeks ago still. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, take it out my take it out my allowance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a lot of other things have popped up in the past. Uh, me, Jr., Workforce Frisbee, and a couple other guys are freebie. <laughs> Fletcher and AJ um, seem to be the guys getting a lot of that big talk. And I know even yeah. D Money mentioned it the other day on the, in the bank on uh, Kane's Insight. So those being the two dudes yeah. that seem to be taking the lead yeah. stuff. AJ looked good. I mean, he was running hard. I mean, he looked good. He had good, good like, forward lean. When he ran the ball, it looked like he was going to get yards. He just had a good lean about him, uh, fell forward. You know, he, it was my first time seeing him really in a tackle situation. So uh, he played good. He had good vision. He was cutting. Does he have the home run speed? Uh, I don't think it's like, you know – world class but i think he could definitely chunk off big plays i think you could see him you know routinely bust 50 60 yarders uh and take it the distance if some downfield blocking happens sometimes he didn't get the downfield blocking he could add uh but he's 
<laughs> there was there was there was a time or two I thought we could have had a block. Uh, he was just one block away, uh, but he he's he, he's he's doing good. I ain't gonna lie, AJ. He he made a fan out of me. Uh, Mark is definitely Mark. I've been telling you all that for a long time. Uh, what Fletcher is about, man, that's exactly that's a grown man running that football. You can hand that boy off the ball thirty times tomorrow. Which we might if we make it to that point, especially how we've seen injuries in the past. So we'll take it. Those Brower guys are going to handle it. Um, other things popping up. I speak at staying on the in the offensive backfield. Uh, there was a lot of positivity for Emory Williams coming out of the out of the scrimmage. A lot of people seem to really like what he did. A little bit more concern on the uh, Jacoby Brown side, but uh, let's go with Emory. Emory first. Like, what did you see from Emory out there? I mean, I, I think Emory looks good. I think uh, he's I just like I've been telling everybody, he was going to come in and be a guy who could acclimate quickly just by the way he operated the offense. He was actually a true, uh, not game manager because that's a bad label, but he was a field general in his high school. And the way he was able to orchestrate the offense, it was really elevating people around him. Uh, that's the type of stuff Emory brings to the table. Um, you know, pe- you got to be careful with all the hype, though, you know, you know, people are going to – he could throw a hitch and, oh, my God, it was the best ball you ever seen. Like, inspire with that ball, you know, all that type of stuff. But uh, I think in this type of case, it's actually well-deserved because he is coming around turning heads because uh, he's just putting in the work. He's enjoying his time with his teammates. So when you hear the Emory hype, you know, it's not just one of those, oh, man, you know, we're just hyping up anything he does. Uh, he's actually turning some heads around. And the Jakari struggling, remember, it's touch. So he's not – able to run the football. So maybe he might miss a pass or two and then, you know, the drive's over, but, you know, he would have been able to take off one of those plays and extend the drive and get another chance at it. Uh, so pump the horses on just, you know, back to tight end talk and all that stuff. I think, you know, everybody knows he was, you know, playing in a red shirt this year, work on it. That's been the plan. Uh, you know, they even try to get a transfer quarterback so he could, you know, work, you know, his red shirt and stuff like that. So that's that's the plan. So everybody jump and ship on Jakari, just chill. Uh, you know, he, he's going to help in the run game. He's going to help in the end zone. I mean, the red zone. He's going to be a factor for us. And then he's going to, you know, develop. But uh, I, I'm cool with it. You know, we knew what it was when we took him. And uh, right. he's committed to working to it. So, I mean, we just got to let him work to it. And at the end of the day, I mean, we know where our bread's going to be buttered there on offense. It's it's TVD's team, it's TVD season, it's TVD or or bust kind of with the way that's going to go. If it does come down to a backup, I mean, it would be nice to say like, oh, maybe it could be, but ultimately TVD is going to be the guy that stirs a drink for this team. So a lot of very positive talk about Van Dyke. I know you mentioned before a couple passes he put right on the money. Um, seemed to be comfortable in the offense, which is the most important thing after a year where he did not look comfortable at all for any time he was out there on the field. So um, TVD, do you think he has a chance to, based on now seeing him in person in game situations, do you think that he's going to be back to the guy we expected him to be? Yeah, but he's at his best when he's taking those downfield shots, when he's excited and, you know, playing that type of brand of football. Uh, He wants to talk trash. I remember when all the Canes fans were, you know, and all the, you know, stuff was being said about him uh, before the NC State game. Uh, It's uh, it's, it's a swagger he has that he has. I mean, uh, uh, to be honest with you, he's a competitor. He's just not a overall type of guy. Uh, You know, you won't even see him, you know, talking trash on social media or doing anything like that. But he definitely wakes up and wants to win. Um, so I think uh, he's going to be in tune for a big year as long as guys keep continuing to make plays for him and he could just keep building that confidence up with everybody on the outside, inside. You know, having a run game is something he really never had. A consistent run game would probably be crazy, you know, for his development and his career uh, because, you know, again, he was hitting that inside zone off, you know, at times in 2020 and uh, 20, I mean, 2021 that – you know, we're just wasted plays, wasted plays up the middle from last uh, those Lashley days. And so he's never really had a consistent running game to lean on. Last year, we understand what that was. There was no consistent running game. He was no right. consistent pass protection or passing game. Uh, so if we could just get him a consistent running game and he could just take sit back and take his shots and just, you know, get the ball to X in space, get the ball to Kobe in space, have Kobe Young make the perimeter plays that we know he can make. And the next thing you know, this thing starts cooking. Next thing you know, a Royals involved streaking down the middle. Uh, it, it can get icky. All right. And on that note, speaking of ickiness, will one guy have the icky level to hit a thousand yards, either rushing or receiving? Question coming from Melissa. What do you think? 
Will we have a thousand yard rusher or a thousand yard receiver? Uh, we for sure have a thousand yard receiver. I'm wearing his shirt right now. <laughs> okay. The X is going for 1K for sure. He's going stupid. Okay. What do you think? Do you think we have enough? Cons- I mean, well, we know he's there. He's TBD's guy and all, so it makes sense. Yeah, but- he, he's TBD's guy and he never lets the first person tackle him. So that's how, that's how you get that's how you maximize your touches. And he gonna no. get the most touches in my opinion. How many do you think? If you had to, if you had to just make a prediction, I I think Charleston Rambo's single season reception is in jeopardy. <laughs> Seventy two is in jeopardy. Interesting. Okay, that's something to watch out for for sure. Um, and then flipping over to the running back spot. Uh, do you think any one guy? I know there's been a lot of AJ fans, there's nah, Fletcher fans, there's Cheney fans. I don't think the running game is gonna get. Uh, I don't think you'll get a, a running back who gets uh, who gets a thousand yards. I think there'd be too much rotation at that problem. X ain't like that. So you're gonna, all right, Oof. I feel you, fam. It's it's good. Now it's something to watch for. It's something to keep an eye on it because it, it does make sense. It does make sense. That shot, that opportunity of all the guys, it would be X, right? It He's would have the be. most touches. Yeah. So we'll see. And if honestly, if he doesn't, it may actually be a, like a good thing because there might be enough other guys in that receiver room stepping up to be the point where they don't need him to, to be that guy. But at the same time, yeah. We'll but th- think about it. If we're pretty modern college off offense, we're going to throw for like 3,500 yards. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. X, X, just because X gets a thousand doesn't mean nobody else ate, you know, there's going to be guys that might be close to a thousand, if not a thousand yards themselves in the 800, 600, 500, 400 ranges, everybody eating, touching the ball. Like it, it it's going to be fine. Yeah, and then real quick on the receiver note, me junior asked before who was our most underrated route runner, which I guess goes in line with what you were saying before about Mike Redding. You know, guy they don't expect to be that necessarily, but you know, just in general, what do you think? A guy that nobody talks about for his routes. Uh, we're talking underrated, so you don't have to be like, oh, I don't want to like, oh, say this guy, not that guy. So maybe someone that people don't talk about. Maybe yeah, like because obviously I'm not gonna say Jacoby or X. Because right, uh, we know uh, that. Uh, maybe like was, a speed guy, like a Ray Ray or something. But like, actually, um, he's a speed guy. But uh, who would say? Uh, it's hard to say him because he just got there. But Shamar Kirk is somebody who can create separation. Uh, I think uh, he definitely has that stop and start ability, uh, and it translates well to his routes. I think uh, he's already made plays. People are going to be excited about him. Uh, so maybe I would say him. Maybe he's the most underrated one right now, but just because nobody knows him. Yeah, which is fair. Which which works. Same thing with like if it was a freshman, whatever. Then when you see him, you're like, okay, I get exactly what Steve was saying. You think he might? You think he's a crack to two deep type dude? Uh, it it depends if you know if people don't catch the ball, or if you know people go down. You know he can get in there. You know, so I, I don't think there's going to be the days where people, you know, drop the ball and just continue to stay in the game and stuff like that. Like everybody who goes in there is going to be expected to hold uh, the mantle. And if that's a freshman going in, they're going to be held to that, you know, standard. Uh, so, yeah, it, that's what it is moving forward. So I think uh, there's going to be opportunities to play if. If nobody makes a play in front of you, then you know you're gonna get your chance. But uh, I like the top three for sure, and I low-key like our two deep. I, I don't know who would who it actually would be right now. It'd probably honestly be Tyler Harrell, uh, Brashard Smith that slot. I think he's solidified at slot. Ray Ray's gonna be pushing, but I yep. think he's probably gonna start off for sure at number two. Uh, and then Ray Ray's just gonna push, 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 and then when we go, we're gonna go four wide sets. So people will think, oh, Ray Ray sees the field that automatically Brashard's not. You know, you can go speed packages with Brashard and you know Ray Ray in the slot. You know, it's it's not that uh, out of the realm to see them both on the field together uh, with their speed and ability to just you know jet sweep, fake it, you know, get things going. Uh, so that that's gonna be uh, Brashard there, and then I would say uh, Frank Latson. It's probably going to hold down the number two uh, behind Kobe Young. He was battling Horton. I think Latson's been having a good camp. 
great. It's it's good to have numbers though. Good to have guys and like all the different people that were mentioned there in the chat as being underrated. It's nice to see that there's a couple of different options that people are liking right now. Nassar Jones saying big young number four. Uh, we'll have one stack this year, Steve-O. Hey, let's get two of them then. <laughs> Go get two thousand yard receivers. Yeah. Just change I, I the want, whole narrative. Yeah, I want I want Kobe on the ball. I want anybody get a stack. Somebody get stacked. I don't care if it was KB back out there doing it himself. <laughs> Somebody go get me a stack. Jimmy Kirk, uh, that's so much better than last year. Ray Ray, the big surprise. Speed package with Smith, Harold, and Ray Ray. That's that's some silly speed on the field at one time. Like you're right, Bouchard's been chopping wood. Um, but all the Robbie Washington, like look at all this. I mean, speed, man. Yeah, um, Robbie Washington scored two touchdowns and they're like, you know, situational scrimmage or something less yesterday night or last night to say. Uh, yeah, so Robbie's doing, you know, they're, they're, we're going vertical. You know, we got guys that can run. Robbie's obviously a burner. Everybody knows that. Ray Ray's a burner. You know, Bashard is a burner. You know, we have guys, you know, Latin when he gets going now that he looks, he looks slimmer. He's more explosive. Like he was a six, three guy who could run straight really fast uh, coming out of high school and then and during spurts at Clemson. So he's getting back to that, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's looking nice. I, I, I like the depth at receiver. It's just, they have to step up. Everybody has to, if, if they played to their talent then we should have a good offense. Yeah. It's, that is kind of one of those things that the line holds up and then we have the quarterback to do it. Will the receiver step up in a big way? Have enough dudes out there for three or four guys to, to reach that level. But we're talking about receivers. It makes sense to flip over on the defensive side and talk about the corners too. Michelle McPhee left it out there for us. What about the corners? Well, let's talk about the corners because go, go ahead, see what we got. I was just saying, what's good, Michelle? There's a, there's a keeping couple. Our, keeping our female viewership up skyrocketing now we got melissa and michelle in the shadow the one time man you would have all kinds of weird ads on this show next time you guys look at it but um, <laughs> anyway so but on top of that like like i i saw some people talking about i don't i don't know where the i forget where these guys are from but the brown brothers you know those guys one of the yeah. transfer owns a crew um but anyway people talk about those guys maybe the starting corners the brothers opposite of each other what do you think the possibility of that being what we see out there week one? Uh, I don't know. It's a possibility that I've floated around for a long time, uh, to be honest with you. it's it's. I think it's clear that Devontae Brown started, and we say that every episode. Uh, but uh, Damari is definitely emerging. I t I've been telling y'all for a long time that he's ready to play immediately. Those Heritage Corners come out ready to play, and they barely ever bust. Like, they're pretty good. Like, they're they're always pretty solid. Uh, then you have DP out there who had a pick against the first and running with the first unit uh, on a deep ball, showing his hands off. It actually was in the end zone, so uh, you know getting points off the board, uh, you know taking points off the board, so to speak. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a battle out there. That cornerback room is is shiesty. It's it's deep, like it's deep. You got Jaden, Brown, DP, Brown, Damari, Brown, Devontae, Brown, like. <laughs> It is the TC, right? Like that thing. It's it, it, it's it's set to be. Then you got Jadez Richard. I don't know where he's from, but he's he's like that. Uh, I like how he goes inside and outside. Uh, you know, we've had corners not willing to go inside and outside uh, in the recent years, so I'm I'm happy that he's willing to do that. He's just trying to get out there. Uh, but that that cornerback room. This is honestly probably the best cornerback room we've had in a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not a problem anymore. Not a, not a problem anymore. We'll be all right. Yeah, bring NC State on, baby. I ain't, I ain't worried about it. Call up Duke. Get Duke over here. We'll see how it nah, goes. Nah, I'm chill, 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 chill. <laughs> <laughs> not Duke. Too many of them. Not anyway, Duke. so, I mean, like you said, when guys play, can play nickel, guys can play outside. I mean, this is a deep room. It's a deep, a deep receiver room, deep corner room, too, so. Good to see it built out there. If you had to guess right now, who would you guess as as because I know you you have been talking about both of the Brown brothers being starters, but everyone kind of was like, yeah, but it'll probably be, yeah, but it'll be. Now, if you had to put money on right now, who are the two guys on the outside? Uh Devontae. Uh I think you might have said TC outside last week, right? Yeah, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like it, I I do think. I don't know. I think uh, today, today, and uh, and Jaden battled it out really for the nickel role. I think uh, he could emerge on the outside as well. But I think 
Jaden's going to be really good in that nickel. Uh, so they'll probably leave him there. Uh, outside, I would say, honestly, either Jadeus or, or TC starts outside. But uh, I'll go. I'll stick with TC. Okay. All right. Good to say stay up with them. I, I'm going to go out on a, a wild limb and go with the Brown brothers because I think, what the hell? If the young kid's good enough to get a shot, but I know Jadeus is, is, has a lot of fans over there. But I just know Devontae is – as solid as you're gonna get, <laughs> and DP, and he's he's had interceptions pretty much all camp since it started. So he has great hands. He's one of the best when it comes to feet work and smoothness and peer coverage ability. Uh, so this is honestly a super deep cornerback room. Like remember in like 2018, 2019, or I mean not, not uh, 2020, the Kobe year, we had five scholarship corners. Remember when uh, Christian Williams hit the portal game one? We had five other corners. Like, bro, you would have been <laughs> starting versus Louisville this freaking Thursday, G. Like, <laughs> like, remember that? Those days are done. We have five, like, corners. We're starting experience right now. And then young guys behind, you know, freshmen yeah. coming in that's, you know, making noise. And you got a Robert Stafford who you can mold that everybody's super high on uh, that we haven't even talked about. That's a guy who can make plays and has the speed profile, the athleticism that you love. Uh, so having those guys means you don't have to rush a Stafford and you can develop him. And then when these guys leave, that's the thing with transfers, you know, Dave's got one year eligibility. Brown's probably one and done to the league. He's going to, he's going to put on a show and he'd be out. You know, he's already put three years of starter on tape. You know, right. he'd probably be out. Uh, you know, Davis is going to be gone. Uh, it, it'd be, you know, it'll be a chance for some of these young guys like a Stafford to emerge, Damari to, you know, continue to emerge. Right. Yeah. And uh, DP, he's he's a ball hawk, bro. I'm telling you, like he gets fumbles. Like I'm telling you, it just it just goes to him. It's just football intelligence tends to put you in a good spot. Guys know how to get to the ball and make it work. Uh, but speaking of getting to the ball, the one concern I've seen from a few people out there, um, I just I just realized Bill was missing. It's cold blooded, Melissa. Damn, <laughs> it's cold blooded, Melissa. <laughs> anyway, but one of the concerns I have seen besides Bill missing is uh, the defensive tackle room. We talk about the edges all day long, how great that is. Stop the pass easy. We have edge rushers. We have linebackers that can run now. We have corners. We have an all-American safety. Can we stop the run? Now, that question comes into play. It's something you talked about last week. We're talking about all right, who's going to start defensive tackle. A lot of people are like, well, Dean is a beast, you mentioned. LT is a beast. He's getting some, like, all-American-ish, especially all-conference, you know, chatter. But if you have two guys of – those are your two starting events tackles. There's obvious concerns that come into play with that two yeah, smart guys. That, that's the thing. They're both similar guys. You don't really have a guy with that size standing out uh, as of right now. You have Moe who's coming along. He's right. making a little bit of plays. Uh, he made it. He almost made a diving interception uh, uh, in the screen game. He diagnosed the screen, jumped back, almost Odell'd that thing. Uh, I was I, I was I was ready to go wild. Uh, it just didn't come down with it. But uh, you know he's making plays. He's coming around steady. But that's the concern. You know, is somebody gonna freaking you know twenty six counter us to death uh, inside all day, or you know get that inside zone going and you know just be able to move our guys consistently and get to backers double team like we've seen in the past and give Hurricanes fans nightmares. Yeah. That's going to be this, uh, the question. But, you know, can LT just be dominant and, you know, make sure that, you know, he makes as much plays? Like even the 2017 defensive line that we talked about was so deep. You know, sometimes we weren't going to win that fight straight up. We had to win on the backside. So we got to get that money somehow. Uh, so if we're not going to win straight up, we got to get it out the mud and get it out the backside. Uh, you know, like RJ McIntosh to crash gaps, you know, Gerald Willis shooting gaps. Like if somebody's going to run it down our throat, we got to be able to be disrupting and put them in a second and 13 and then, you know, force them into a situation they don't want to be in. Right. Which, you know, you said we have seen enough instances of the, the defensive line room being, you know, on paper really good, but then having those one-off games. I mean, we could bring the North Carolina. Carolina game up all day long of just getting gashed over and over and over again to the point where you do just could couldn't make the plays it needed to make. Um, but we even in the good seasons we had that happen to us too, like the 17s and 18s. We had our had our tough games out there. So, um, but we have other guys that that are available out there. I know you said um, uh, Moten's got a lot of love. Horton is a guy that people are still talk really highly of that that are already even though he just kind of started out with us. Um, Anthony Campbell. I don't know if you've heard anything from Anthony Campbell. I know his yeah, name he's is played, Yeah, he he definitely 
he looks like six seven guy. Uh, he has size. Yes. If he could, if he could emerge uh, as a guy who could, you know, him or Lichtenstein, they're probably our two biggest defensive tackles. Uh, you know, Moten's above three hundred, uh, but he's not that tall. Uh, but you know, those are our biggest. What's good, fam? Those are our biggest D tackles. So if one of those guys could emerge and be a consistent run stopper on first and second down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and get us some stops early in the drive, then uh, I'm definitely all for it. One of those guys has to step up. Yeah, and I, I think with the way Gidji runs his show, he wants people to be active and aggressive, which means you got to have different guys running out there and getting rotation. So if we can have one of those dudes, if we, I really like Anthony Campbell. I'm going to say, I'll say that every chance we get. I just really liked consistency wise what he did last year. So we can have him turn into one of those dudes. Awesome, and they'll let the pass rushers rush the rest of the pass or do what they're best at. Um, and then wrapping things up, uh, I know you mentioned it before, but uh, Mark Stamper, and I'd like to know a little bit more about this too, but James Williams, I know you mentioned very versatile. He was brushing off the edge, which I think some people said he should have done when he was <laughs> going out of high school, but rushing off the edge, playing some linebacker, playing nickel, playing safety. Um, just just how many different spots was he moving around? And, and like, how would you qualify what he's going to do for this defense next year? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're, we're going to give Cam a hundred snaps, so uh, in the scrimmage year. So this was, you know, a chance for Mark Keith and Jaden Harris, who you know both are making plays in camp, uh, to you know have their show in front of the fans, and you know they did. Uh, Jaden Harris, you know, you see on the 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 Instagram plays, you know, getting interceptions, you know, every other day it seems like you're hearing some good stuff about him. Uh, so it, it, it was nice to see uh, James, you know, take that role, going up closer to the line of scrimmage and the young bucks getting a chance to run in on the back end. Uh, you were able to see them, you know, learn and grow up in front of your eyes. It was cool, honestly, as a Canes fan to just sit there and watch. They were honestly coaching the hell out of them. It was, uh, you know, just a, hey, you make a mistake. You know, it, it just it just looked right. It looked like if you saw something that was off, it was getting corrected. If like you're just sitting there, just observing everything going on, and something was a little like, what what's going on here? Like you you seen somebody going over there correcting it. Like it it, it was just like a, a great environment. The staff is loaded. There's a bunch of guys out out there, a bunch of eyes out there. It just felt like anytime something was out of place, you know, they were working it. You know, if we had a lot of false starts. You know. It happens. We're switching quarterbacks every drive pretty much. You know, it happens. You know, guys not, you know, it's the second week of camp. Usually people are not trying to have an open scrimmage, you know, this type of in, in fall camp. You know, your yeah. second week of camp, you know, going live, your first week of camp, you're in, you know, you're in shorts. So right. it's like this was a, uh, hey, come check us out. We're chopping wood type of scrimmage. And if you went in with that uh, mindset, you left happy. Mm-hmm. Which, Good, which is exactly what you expect. I know we talked last week about expectations going into it. You know, what what do we think we're going to see? What do we think? And you said we're going to see them, you know, run a lot of the base stuff and kind of just battle it out and see what we get out of it. And did fans seem to be leaving that that arena that with like with a positive mentality? You think people left happy? Yeah, I mean, we were in the shade. the The sun wasn't hitting us. We were vibing. It was still hot. Uh, but you know, we were vibing, we got to see the young guys, no one got hurt, you know, you know, to our knowledge. Uh, but it was it was it was fun. I mean, I had a good time. It was nice seeing all the Canes fans. We were chilling. Uh, you know, people were saying what's up. Uh, you know, we were taking pictures, we were just, you know, vibing, having a good time. I was I seen Flo, I was chilling with Flo uh for a minute. Uh Flo, uh uh Javi, the general. We were we were, we were deep out there, we were chilling that. It was, you know, Brad was out there uh, with his, with his kids, so it was it was lit. We seen that pretty much everybody. It was it was it was a good time. Yeah, a good time. A lot of positivity going out there, and you know, sixteen days away. It, it's one of those things where it feels like it still feels like a long way, but sixteen days is right around the corner because um, we've been waiting so as long as we've been waiting Two to get weeks. to this point. I can't wait, yo. And it's the it's the battle of the Miamis. I'm I'm gonna hype this game up so crazy. Like the battle of the Miamis. Like it's it is it's gonna be crazy. We're dropping 50. I mean, good. I mean, early prediction. I know our predictions have always been kind of interesting ones in the past, but you think we have the offense clicking right away to that degree? Uh yeah, I think uh just because I was just talking to this like literally the uh, reason I was late to the show is because I was talking canes with my dad and my brother, and uh <laughs> we were literally just talking about this like just the switch from 2019 like y'all boys remember the 2019 was just as th- like gut wrenching to watch as 2022 
And then and when Lashley just got here and said, hey, let's do something like that makes sense, it just worked. And you just automatically started averaging 35 points a game just because it made sense, even though we left a lot of meat on the bone in right. 2020 and 2021. A lot of meat on the bone still scoring 30, 35 points a game. Uh, so I think you could see that type of realistic jump. Uh, but now this time around, he's going to have a veteran TVD. So that's my that's my thing that's keeping me, you know, really optimistic is now this time around, it's going to make sense. We have some players. We have running backs. We're deeper at running back than we were uh, previously. The O-line's a little bit better, uh, for sure, better with Cohen and Matt Lee. And then you'd love to see Rivers stay healthy. And then the true freshman phenom, Francis, is definitely what he's built out to be. Uh, so things are better for TVD to be well and the offense to be well. Sivo, you sound fired up, man. I am fired up, to be honest. I think we're going to score more points just because it makes sense. But seeing that anytime we huddled, we just clapped and ran straight to the line of scrimmage and snapped it. And it's just like, thank God. Like, if you huddled, <laughs> doing it like that was just yeah, – like, bro, it was just so awesome. Seeing it – seeing Emery, Emery was screaming at his receivers uh, to get on that line. They were going, trying to go. They trying to go. Uh, and it, poor poor walk-on, bro. He got that freaking work from Emery, bro. Emery was trying to go. Andale, <laughs> Andale. Uh, that uh, that boy was definitely screaming. You could hear him. He was trying to get them them boys on the line of scrimmage. We were playing situational football. He had to get a snap, and it, it was it was it, it was it was nice. It feels like we're in a spot right now nice. where like, that yeah. That, I feel the excitement. I I, I get your energy from us, Tito. Coming off of being there in person and seeing the team the way it's going. Um, after a lot of you know a lot of negativity has popped up last year, obviously he's gonna like gonna lend itself to some of that. And then the recruiting, you know, some people are mad because we're not getting X guy, the Y guy, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, winning some games here, winning some games is, is gonna be a big part of this puzzle. And week one, Miami, then the then Texas A and M right away. So yeah, um, you have to win. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, there's a guy. On, Texas A&M's roster is probably more than that, but a guy we had to have uh, that's on Texas A&M's roster that's going to be coming and playing at Hard Rock as a visitor. You have to beat teams like that when they come down here. You know, Clemson comes down here. This is a chance for us to beat this, these teams that have been beating us on the trail. This is a come check us out. We're going to beat them. They're not coming up in our crib with this ish. Like, it'll be, it'll be uh, you know, exciting wins to pull off. Like, if you you – you go through this season, you can make fun of our class as much as you want. I think we have a good class. You win these type of games that the high blue level chip recruits that we're in, if we could flip some of those, this class would be skyrocketing to top 10 for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, piece by piece, right? One of those when, when the Texas A&M game and people were talking about it, like that game is a real linchpin game because if we win that one, I mean, we might be talking – three and oh four and oh five and oh or so like pushing this thing and then seeing where we get at with that point so i think i forget how it works for that i think who the sixth game is sixth game is unc unc i want to say unc that's what i'm thinking is unc but or you yeah i think it's it's unc uva clemson or something like that yeah something in that row so i think i could get to unc then and see where we are because if we're in that game undefeated all of a sudden now it's a different thing and me junior saying we got to chill we do this every year that's the point that's the point that's why we do this <laughs> because you get excited it's your team you feel the juice you feel the energy you're all hyped up and then you know let the thing play out and if it doesn't play out like we want so be it but we're gonna be hyped walking in that door <laughs> walking out of the door we'll see but walking in the door we're gonna be excited that's why you're a fan right um season predictions i don't think we'll do season predictions a little closer yeah, probably next close. week or the week after that. Yeah, because we got I'm saying eight and four. Uh studio live we're going twelve and oh, ten wins minimum, eleven, twelve, studio one live. I'm I believe I'm with you. Yeah, North Carolina, then Clemson. Uh Mark Stamper asked for a hot take on flips from Steve O. Uh uh. <sighs> Colin Simmons, <laughs> just because we just lost. <laughs> that would be our take. Uh, Melissa said, I'll be at Chapel Hill for that game and hosting Coop at Tailgate for Clemson. Everyone that wants to go to Melissa's Tailgate, you're welcome. I'm sure you're invited to that too. 
Uh, UNC, then Clemson. There we go. Nassau Jones all out of Kool-Aid. That's why it comes in the powder. Just stir some new ones in the water, and you're good. You're good to go. And last one here. Uh, oh, Jermaine. Yeah. Yeah, he's at, he was at Monarch. Uh, he transferred to Heritage. He got the offer. He's 6'3". He has a lot of length. Uh, ball hawk. He can play safety or corner. Um, a lot of nickel snaps as well. as physical in the box. I think uh, – They'll probably, you know, monitor him. I think again, Heritage DBs, they just come out good. So they're waiting to see uh how he performs in a Patriot uniform, in my opinion. I think it was a smart offer. He did it out the way now. You know, you're gonna recruit him anyway, you're gonna recruit other guys on the team, get the offer out the way, and then see how the senior year unfolds. Uh, I like what he showed on tape at Monarch. Uh we'll see how he does that at American Heritage. Yeah, we'll be exciting to see another thing. Another another Heritage D back at DB would be uh Always a welcome addition. It's what we like to stack up here as best as possible. Um, he says we can walk the Kool-Aid, just don't drink it until things are looking real good. No, we drink it first. And if things go wrong, we deny we ever drink it. <laughs> that's that's the way this thing goes, as you can Thanks. see. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for how long? Like three years? Two years? Three years? Uh, yeah, since like twenty twenty. Yeah, a long time. I right, so yeah. It's crazy, Steve. You're fading away, Steve. You're so crazy. <laughs> Like you're, yeah, Tony, you're Tony. Disapp- disappearing. But anyway, <laughs> I might have said that. Yeah, I was trying to get D back out there. But anyway, but that'll do it for us. Thank you guys for watching. I know some people wanted me to do the Ray Lewis dance, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but I appreciate you guys thinking. Bill will do it when he gets back. At that point, he'll have he'll have uh, all those kids. He'll have to do something else to make some extra money. So dancing can't hurt. But we'll see how it goes. But Steve, final thoughts for the people. Uh, final thoughts. There's rumors that we might have fireworks this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, if it's nothing, it's nothing. If it is, then let's go Canes. But we're we're getting closer and closer to kickoff. September first. It's just like damn. It, it it's such a t- like it's such a sexy kickoff date. You know, just first of September. Let's get it. Like we're not waiting a day. Like right. as soon as it's September first, it's football time. Uh, it's a Friday, so uh, I think it's Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, so it's Friday night game. Uh, so it's, work probably won't suck as much. You get out there <laughs> and uh, cheer the canes on. Right, it's one of those deals. It's like uh, like, the, like whatever first is the first you can send out scholarship offers. Whatever the first is the first day the guy can sign, right? So like the September 1st, like the first day you're legally allowed to play football, we're playing football. We're getting yeah, out there facts. and doing the thing. Right, because August games don't want any part of that. But print, but September games, yeah, we'll go September first and have this thing go. Anyway, but thank you guys for tuning in to watch us. We appreciate you. Melissa uh, has coined the term parentheses bowl for Miami, Florida versus Miami, Ohio, because it's Miami, Florida, <laughs> Miami, Ohio. Very uh, clever. That's, that's actually yeah, super clever. I ain't gonna lie. Really. You, gotta, you might want to, you might want to, like, uh, copyright that. Yeah, gotta, just in case this becomes like a big rivalry. Yeah, oh yeah, we a yearly thing. Maybe they join the ACC. Part of state leaves, and now we got them. That's our new rival. Uh, yeah, the parentheses. Well, that's that's actually pretty clever. Just do the logo. Well, I said just have parentheses bowl. Miami versus Miami. Have the whole thing. We'll get some shirt. I'll get a, I'll get a shirt made up for that. You'll get a shirt. Oh, the turtles and fish show is up there. Oh, that's that's lit. Yeah, I had some. I had a little free time before the show, so I was throwing some different stuff around. Max changing it up a little bit, but I figure Turtles official stay up there until I eventually send Steve one. But anyway, both have bird mascots too. That's true. Fair point. Great show, even without Bill. I mean, it was tough on us, but we made it work. But either way, <laughs> thank you guys for watching the show. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Bill has has promised me he will return next week. Um, we just just in time to give his season predictions. Just to crush us. <laughs> just to crush us. <laughs> Couldn't wait to get back to that. Here comes the shot of reality. <laughs> yeah, he's like two and ten. Everybody's gone. No, we'll be all right. I think I think it'll be some. I think it'll be positive before the season. Won't that go? But either way, thank you for Steve-O, who's disappearing. I am Chris. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in to all the great stuff, all the great content here on the Miami Flow Network. Um, Melissa asking saying, "Who's Bill?" Fair enough. Damn. Hey, y'all rough. Well, end on that note with Johnny Green, Bill's number one fan. So thank you guys for watching. We'll see you again next week right here on 3 Live Kings. This is for the national championship for Nebraska.
He's a stud. That Brown, number 98. Urban's got it. Urban's free. Slips to the outside. Tries to stiff arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time players. Step up in big game. Going up for Corbin, it's intercepted near midfield. 